Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. From NPR Music, it's All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're wrapping up our week of guest DJ sessions with Carrie Brownstein and Fred Armisen, co-stars of the IFC comedy series Portlandia. Uh, Earlier this year, the show was renewed for an eighth and final season, which is scheduled to air in 2018. But back in 2012, Carrie and Fred sat down with All Songs Considered host Bob Boylan, to talk about their love of music and the humor they find in fellow rock nerds who obsess about their favorite bands. Uh, The first thing you're going to hear is a scene from Portlandia uh, where Carrie and Fred are poking fun of DJs and how they seem to be everywhere. Oh, Muddy Waters. I should get on Muddy Waters' album, right? Yeah, just get a best of. Doesn't matter. I feel guilty, though. Hey guys. Oh, what's up? Hey. Hey, um, you guys should um, totally come to my DJ night. I'm spinning like all psychedelics sort of stuff, you know, the zombies, the kinks. Wow, all right. I didn't know you DJs. I mean, I, I just started. We have a dinner thing with my mom, but we'll try to oh. make it right after. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll make it. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, all right, guys. see you soon. DJ night. I know. Right. Eleanor? Whatever. Okay, I'm all done with your deposit. Is there anything else I can help you guys with? Nope. That's it. If you guys aren't doing anything tonight, uh, is this my receipt? Uh, no, uh, I'm spinning tonight at 9 o'clock. Um, I play rockabilly, hillbilly, and uh, cyclebilly. <laughs> the sign says, spinning. what is it, it's DJ okay. Direct Deposit? <laughs> we'll check it out if we can. Promise? We'll try to make it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Please try. They let you promote your thing here? Yeah, I want to cool They don't really know. All right, thanks. All right, thanks, guys. See you tonight. Oh. That looks good. Do you have any samples? Oh, my great. God, yum. That's amazing. Mm. Excuse me. You guys want to come to my DJ night? What? A DJ night. Fred, Gary. Oh, God. Doing a DJ thing. Oh, no. Nine o'clock. That guy's the worst. It's a nine o'clock. You get there early, free. Well, if that guy's the worst, I hope you guys are the best. Uh, Bob Boylan here with Fred and Carrie from Portlandia. And uh, welcome. You're going to play DJ today. Are you guys going to be the worst or the best? I guess so. Who's going to be better, Fred or Carrie? I'll say Carrie. I'll say Fred. Okay, good. For those who don't know Portlandia, it's a, it's a show. It's been on IFC, had a run last year, and now a new run this year. Uh, it's about Portland, uh, and it's about uh, quirky people. Uh, and you play basically all the characters in the show. And uh, what else do you want to tell us about it? Well, we play most of the characters. We also play ourselves, or a version of ourselves. Which sometimes is a fine line. Yeah. 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 It's I like wouldn't a, say it's exactly us. Yeah, it's like a hyper version. Mm-hmm. Or a lesser version. <laughs> yeah, we're a little dumber, I think. I think so, too. A little more naive. But, yeah, it's a show. It's a, There's a series of vignettes. I feel like it's kind of like little short films. There's usually one kind of through line, like a big storyline, and then in between that storyline are little disparate sketches about other things. Sometimes there's a, a thematic, overall thematic tone to it. I think more this season. Yeah. Sometimes you play musicians as characters, but you, Fred, uh, a drummer, was it uh, Trenchmouth was a band, but you were probably in others. I was in a couple others, but mainly Trenchmouth, uh-huh. yeah. And, uh, and Carrie, we know, from Wild Flag, and we know from uh, Slater Kenny. And you're going to play DJ, so yeah. start me out. I want to think about, I uh, want you to think about music either you remember buying as a kid, like saving up your pennies, or maybe, you know, mom or dad gave you one. Who's going to take this one? Fred? Um, 
first, I remember my mom buying for me. We lived in Brazil. She used to buy me some Beatle records, but um, the first one that I sort of picked out, I was like, I, I have to have this because he was in the Beatles, was uh, Paul McCartney and Wings. The album was Band on the Run. Even though that came out in like 73, this was 76, I think, or something. So When I was a kid, I was in Would you say you were preteen? Second grade. I, I still love this song so much. It's Paul playing everything, and it's a song called 1985. I love the song, too. Let's hit it, Robin. right here. Mics are open. Ready? You don't want to do harmony with me? Oh. Robin and I are going to sit back. Listen <laughs> to beauty. I was playing the synth part. Fred, you were doing drums, right? I did some drums on yeah. it. And bass. That is and a some great, bass. that is an awesome song. I like song. A, a multitasking air musician. Yeah. Prince does that too. But um, the drumming, Paul is such a great drummer. He's played on a bunch of his albums and he's his feel is really good mm-hmm. and I think he, even though he's a lefty, he plays righty drums. Is that right? I didn't never, never notice. Yeah. yeah, but God, he's great. What a great, what a great song. That song yeah. still does it for yeah, me. Yeah, me too. That's good to hear that. I haven't heard that in absolute years. Yeah. 1985 from Band on the Run, and you were just a little lad. Yeah. That's awesome. But uh, but uh, you know when you're a kid, you don't know the difference between like solo Beatles or it's just yeah, a, yeah. a Beatle, and yeah. you're just you, you know. And that stuff wasn't so far from Abbey Road or something. That particular song. No, definitely. No, no. Yeah. I mean, in terms of sound. But it was also in Brazil where we had different versions of records, you know? Like, it was, like, they were sort of thinner, like, not as, like, thick and, like, well-made. So they were cheaper to buy? Um, they were just, they, they were just like, a, a different, like, you could just, they just slapped them. They made a paper? Stickers. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, practically. Uh, you're right, because from re- record collecting around the world, which I've done, there's there's this, it's almost like an ersatz cover. Like, they were just like, we're going to send a version of the artwork. Yes. It's like oh, third or fourth generation. Oh, you're talking about the absolute, the, the, you're talking about the cover art, not the, the actual disc. No, no, no. Also, the vinyl is there. Yeah. I, th- I feel like uh-huh. and the And the label is different. It's like, you yeah. know, EMI Brazil or Latin America or whatever. 
and there'd be some just weird little pr- stickers on it and stuff that you know were not part of the original. Do you still own the, that, that I particular? I do not. Oh. I do not. Who knows where it went. That's probably worth some money. You had a Brazilian copy of yeah. that album? You should track that down if you've got nothing to do tonight. Maybe it's hiding somewhere. You should find it. Yeah. What was yours, Carrie? Well, I, I didn't pick... I There was a lot of music that I listen to from my parents but do we need to hear an Eagles song right now no no I was thinking about the thing that you went and wanted you know the the record that you let no we don't (laughs) go to the store and and bought with your own pennies maybe saved up or or got us that birthday gift because she begged or right well I I would say when I first started buying my own records it was in in high school and I was growing up in the suburbs of Seattle and there was a pretty cool record store in the mall called Cellophane Square and <laughs> I would go in, and um, at the time I would seek out music um, by scene. Like I wanted to sort of be completist. Like I knew there was sort of these bands from Minneapolis or these bands from DC. And um, one of the bands, uh, you know, in Georgia, everyone was really into REM. There was the Athens GA scene, but I was particularly drawn to the B52s. I mean, a lot of people find their way into that band because of the vocals, but I loved Ricky Wilson's guitar playing. Yeah. I just thought it was so trenchant. It just He just cut right to the point. He only had four strings on that guitar, and he just found a million little melodies inside. Um, so, yeah, I, I saved up, and I got Wild Planet, which was their second album, which I think I love maybe even more than their self-titled debut. And um, this is a song. I love Fred Schneider. We'll have a fight about that one. Really? Okay, well, we'll debate that. I love Fred Schneider, but this is a song without him. And Cindy Wilson and Kate Pearson were great, great singers. This is Dirty Back Road.
Good choice. Thanks. <laughs> I, did, I, I did miss uh, Ricky Wilson. I don't remember. Did he do like what the first three or four records? He was there for a while. He did uh, four. Okay. Yeah. What was uh, the last one? Would have been um, Mesopotamia, which yeah. was the David Byrne. Yeah, David, David Byrne. Yeah. yeah. Bouncing off the satellites was the first one without him, and it was noticeable. And uh, I'll still fight you over that first or second record. Thing. All right. I mean, to me, it's that I mean, splitting we can go hairs. Song to song. You know? <laughs> Look, even though it's a hit, Rock Lobster, it really. It what do you mean, really even though? Because sometimes people <clears throat> kind of discredit songs if they're a hit. But yeah, like, that we is, should never do that. That song, it really. It no, kills. It kills. Dances mess around. That you're right. That that first album is. It might be unimpeachable. Right, the show's kind of over now. I mean. Oh, because you think, won. Yeah, because I won. It's not going to get any better. Than that. So you guys are out on on tour. You're in DC today. <clears throat> you're you're in DC. I haven't seen the show yet, but you're taking Portlandia, this TV show, on the road. And one of the cool things about the show is you run around with great guests, musicians, talented people. Um, I'm imagining sort of the Ed Sullivan show <laughs> when I go tonight. Wow. Does that be too far? Yes, you should aim a little bit lower, just a little. <laughs> no topo Gigio. Yeah, don't you think, Fred, is that, that's a high. Yeah, that's I like mean. A, that's setting the bar high. But variety, no? But it is variety. It is variety. We show videos and we talk and then we do have guests come on and it varies from city to city. And play music. And play music. We had Susanna Hoffs in Los Angeles. So you are you behind the drums? No, I'm on bass. Oh, yeah, we have a we have a, dr- drummer, have a real Michael drummer, Lerner. <laughs> so what you we have say? a real drummer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We the very first Michael Lerner from Telekinesis. Yeah, yeah. And cool. uh, Rebecca we, Cole on keyboards, who's I, who I'm in Wild Flag with. We started out with Fred on drums for our first live show, and it just it works better for both Fred and I to be in the front of the stage for this. Mm-hmm. And he's a great mm-hmm. bass player. And I love playing the bass. He does. He loves it. Do you guys travel around much and have to pick music and stuff when you're driving? Do you fight about that stuff? We don't fight, but we do. We've had some good discussions. There was a time in in Los Angeles where we were just driving around, and then we just sort of like we're just talking about music, and then we just realized that we both loved the Misfits. Huh. Yeah, and we raced to Amoeba Records on Sunset. <laughs> Raced as in ran. Yeah, we ran. No, we we, <laughs> we drove. We, we drove faster. Uh, at the moment, we're just like, how great were the Misfits? <laughs> yes, and pedal to the metal. It was very. It was a very like Im- impulsive night. Like we went to Amoeba. We picked up a Misfits album. Yeah. CD. Put it in the car, and then we decided, let's go to Glenn Danzig's house. Yeah. We we went to his house where you knew where he lived. Yeah. And oh. it's, it's a totally spooky looking house, but like it, it's a dream house. Mm. It like looks. It's a nightmare house. And you showed up at his door and you said, No, oh, you no none of that. You can't. You There's can't a black go... gate. No. Yeah. There's a metal gate. It looks Misfits. so cool. It's so overgrown. And yeah. No, but like not a, like a fancy gate with like a, oh. a guard and like a, you know, talk it, box it, or right. something. Like it's it looks like something where. You're describing sort of Adam's family esque. Even scarier. There's a, there's a sort of there's a sort of yellow light by the door, mm-hmm. which is even like wow, yellow is scary in its own. And like light. old lace curtains in the windows. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then we, yeah, we listened to we listened to a bunch of misfits. Let's play some now. What do you want to hear? All right. What, what, I turn into a Martian. Do you have that one? It's such an interesting band. It's like B movie lyrics. Yeah. Kind of like punk rock Elvis impersonator. And really early, like late 70s, like, and also New Jersey. Yeah. Which is even crazier that it's not like. Also a guy named Glenn. Yeah. We'll get back to that in a minute. Okay. (laughs) 
Oh, thank goodness. That was great. That's the perfect <laughs> length of a song. Yes. Uh, Misfits there. And um, I don't even remember who chose it. I guess you both universally chose we that one. We kind of did, yeah. Yeah. That's, we didn't. That's, that's perfect. What started you, this is late 70s, uh, my guess, and just judging from your age with Paul McCartney and being in the 10, right. 11 range, that maybe sometime in the late 70s you might have started playing music. I, well, I, I missed, because of because I was, I was actually too young to really experience punk when it happened, I kind of came, and also I, I was in, in you know the United States, which I think we. we when, when did you jump from Brazil to New York? Was it? Yeah, I moved from there. I moved back to New York. We were only there a couple of years. Oh, I see. Okay. Seventy six, seventy seven, and then, uh, around junior high school, around seventh grade. Um, this is like nineteen eighty one or something. Nineteen eighty. Um, uh, I started getting into new wave, which to me was all the same. So the Sex Pistols and Blondie and and Talking yeah. Heads and Devo and everyone that was like all kind of like at the same time happened to me and uh, all my friends. Uh, anyway, I, it's 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 a, it's a it's a there's a lot that happened, but I do remember in my high school. This is Long Island. Everyone was all into like Led Zeppelin, which already was you know yeah, from the, the early. So they were like Zeppelin, yeah. Zeppelin. <laughs> um, I still do that, don't I, Robin? Yeah, and just nodding his head. And I, I, I couldn't really connect with all, you know, like w- w- rock to me just seemed like a caricature of rock, and there was no way to really freak out your parents. But then, um, I remember I saw on this TV show called Fridays. I saw Devo, and they did "Girl You Want," and they had the red <laughs> flower pot hats <laughs> and pot heads. It's it really spoke to me right away. It, it really that's the first time I remember thinking like oh, I it really I, I wanted to do that. And so you asked your mom for a red flower pot. The, at this time, <laughs> I was kind of starting to have like an allowance and a newspaper route and stuff where I was able to kind of pick my own records out. So I got freedom of choice, and I, I loved Devo so much and still do. And even the way that they would change their aesthetic from album to album, I like that. I like the idea of that. And even today, I always like the idea of kind of like reinventing yourself. And your entire show is that. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean that's what you do on the show. Yeah. Like so it's at like any that. moment you are, you're in a uh, bookstore or or the next moment. Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I got. I have a little Devo thing happening. But um, but I it's remember. It's like every skit is a new album cover. Yeah, or it's a single. <laughs> a single. It's a new, yeah, and each season is a new album cover. And the, and the, and the show's an EP. Yes, wow. this, this is, is great. A deep analogy. All right, let's, pl- let's play some anyway, diva. What do you want to I will pick? say specifically, yeah. "Girl You Want" really like. Can you do the drumming for "Girl You Want" either with your mouth or your or or your hands right now? One, two, three, hit it. I think I had the right key. You were a little speedier. I was. You were. But I, had the, I think I had the right key. Yeah. Here we go.
It's so good to hear humor in music. It's, it's so often so often lacking, and, and they're, they're wonderful. Carrie just mentioned one of the songs that you were thinking about playing was uh, Andrew and Drag by Magnetic Fields, and uh, just a hilarious, perfect, wonderful song that we're not going to play only because we just had it on the show. But Yeah, it's nice. It's it's hard to do, though, I think. It I, is. Yeah, it's tricky. I think it's hard harder in like the rock idiom. One thing I like about hip-hop is it's a really fluid mix of like levity and sincerity you know but Stephen Merritt from the Magnetic Fields has always been witty he's one of the rarities and he does it uh, probably more with words than the actual music but Devo did it with both I think I think that, in, in I mean, a way that, that, that guitar break that was coming up at the time and maybe people wouldn't get that but there was a parody to it of music that was that Led Zeppelin dinosaur stuff that was coming up yeah. at least in my mind that's how I saw it and it was it was funny because of that yeah, I mean, I think with Jerry Casale, I remember when he was talking about what he wanted Devo to be was just kind of like de- deconstructing all of that. But I think the older that we get and that everyone gets, it all, the the separation between Led Zeppelin and everything, it all, it, that, you know, everyone's closer than we think. <laughs> so in high school, it was easy to kind of rebel against that and against the doors. But then the, after a while, you're like, all these bands were all trying to do the same thing and in their own way had their own sense of humor. I think even Led Zeppelin probably had, there was like a, you know, yeah, I think one of the beauties of getting older, and there aren't many, but one of the beauties is you let go of that. Yeah, of but that it's good stuff, too. You know, but you realize that like, people were just trying to have a band, yeah. and and they were, you know, trying to sort of uh, knock over what was before them. So that's you're just like, oh, it's all the same in yeah. a way that they were their own kind of punk band. And you bet. Yeah, so that was nothing against Led Zeppelin. I think we, you, when you're an adolescent, you just everything's a fight. <laughs> you know? That's well put. So I'm here with Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein. We're talking about music. We're also talking about Portlandia, the show that they uh, are doing. Uh, you guys have been friends for, what, 10, 12 years? Something yeah. in there. Not quite. Yeah, like nine years. Nine uh-huh. years. Yeah. You can celebrate 10? Yeah. Yeah, we should. We should <laughs> find out what the date was that we met each other, and then... What are we going to do? Reenact it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the date? It was 2003, so it's yeah. next year. I think it was February. That sounds about right. Yeah, so... And what happened? Slater Kinney was playing a show in New York. Fred was in his first or second year on SNL, and he invited us. We couldn't go to the actual show because we were playing our own show, so he invited us to an after party, and we went. You were wearing a little button with my face on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Because I I knew Janet, but, um, yeah, I just invited them. And I mean, I loved love Slater Kinney so much. I mean, I was really... I flipped out about them. That's so great. And then it's nice to to meet. You never know. Sometimes you meet people who you're a fan of, and it's not exactly what you you know thought it would be. And it was better than I thought it would be. Just I love them all. That's fantastic. Well, this couldn't be any better, really. I mean, just caring more than creative. the others. <laughs> <laughs> they would, yeah, they'll, they'll love to hear you say that. I'll make sure they listen to this show. <laughs> I'll make this part louder. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, of dates in Portlandia on the show, there's a, a really fabulous scene, Carrie. You're telling Fred the story of this guy you met and this guy you met. Uh, um, it was all going so well. And then... He takes off his jacket because you're cold and wraps it around you. And there on his on his arm is... Is a tattoo of... Not just anyone. Of not just anyone, but of Eddie Vedder from, from Pearl Jam. <laughs> Holding two tambourines. <laughs> that, that was the best part of it. I just loved that moment. I didn't, you said, I think you said, I didn't know Eddie played tambourine. Two so, of them. Yeah, two of them. So you, you, you basically say, it was a total deal breaker. I couldn't, couldn't even look at this guy anymore. And Fred, you... 
Eddie Vedder, you know, what's wrong, right? Yeah. Eddie Vedder's, you know, charming, talented, fantastic. Fine. I'll go on a date with him then. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you know the Rolling Stones. That's crazy. I have to say, this is going pretty well. Like, the tattoo version of you is a little off. Like, but you're smart and you're funny, and I just, I already feel really, really close to you. Wait, what is that? Oh, yeah, it's a tattoo. Oh, tell me it's not a bad one. Uh, no, that's bad. Like your mom's name or like a... It's Ani DeFranco playing guitar with a nose ring. <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> oh man, tats all folks. How not... do you sit down and write? Do you, do you just sit in the living room and make this stuff, or, or back and forth on? There's a few different levels to it. You know, first we sort of just Carrie and I get together and just initially start hammering out a few things. Mm-hmm. Actually, both sketches that that we played on today's shows were ones that Fred and I came up with early on um, for season two. Fred flew out to Portland because we do have a, a small writing staff, but both these ideas came in just this really like fruitful writing spurt we did just yeah. sitting outside of a coffee shop in Portland the tattoo is a deal breaker and <laughs> everyone's turned into a DJ yeah. just seemed so obvious to Perfect. us at the cafe that we were doing this right there there was a DJ during the day <laughs> yeah I walked I went in to get something and I, I walked out and I was like what's that music coming from and it was right outside the bathroom at a yeah. coffee shop a guy had set up two turntables <laughs> and then we started talking about how like almost every invite I was getting on Facebook were just friends that were not traditionally DJs, but had a DJ night. It was like the only thing I was getting invited to. Like, oh my God, they're everywhere. So. And then from there, we just, we have a real writer's room and we have all the other writers come in. John Kreisel, the director, writes as well. And then we start putting it together a little bit in LA and then we move, move up to Portland. In Portland, there's great music and it's not coincidence that you both love this town. Why don't we play some music from, from Portland? Okay. Well, well, Portland certainly has a, a really diverse music scene at this point, and there's a lot of bands that everyone knows from Portland. The Shins, Modest Mouse, Decemberist. But they're every once in a while... Whoever you left out is already typing. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and also, there's a huge audience right now that's like, you named three bands, you, yeah. you yeah. didn't name all 300. That's right. I'm sorry, I cannot. But another band, aside from those... Th- paltry three I just mentioned um, uh, this band called Red Fang and I love them and they every couple of years I feel like the Pacific Northwest returns to this sound which is just like something that's just carved right out of a tree trunk it's just super raw a little dark it's heavy you know it's like right back to the, the sound garden days and um, this band Red Fang is doing super well in general but there's a huge like audience for metal not just in America but all over Europe, and and this is a pretty heavy, heavy rock band from Portland. What's the song? The song is called Wires. Great.
yeah. I think Carrie just threw down the gauntlet. Well, you're going to type the top way, that one. The way that I like to fight back is uh, as light as a feather. Ugh, tickling. <laughs> that's tickling. the worst kind of fighting. That's the, that's the meanest. Hence why I'm doing it. Tickled. The fact that you think that it's the, it's the worst kind, that is my weapon of choice. Do you know one thing that makes me know that I'm not like a sensitive person and I'm a little averse to just whatever yeah. <laughs> intimacy is um, tickle touch. What is that? You know when people are just like, they think they're being like super sweet and they're just touching you like on your arm oh, as brother. light as no, possible? No, thank you. She's like, no, this is the you. worst feeling in the world. Because it's like a game. I'm like... Yeah, and then you're, you're supposed to do that back. And yeah. it's just like, as you're trying to make it as light as possible. Yeah. You, what you're about to do is that, the aural version of a tickle touch. So what's the tickle touch fan from Portland? No, this is, oh. I disagree. Oh. I disagree. Right. The, I, although I'll fight back with lightness, this song is actually heavy in its own way. It's just not as... It's, it's not as metal. It's like it's but, like diet whipped cream. Oh, it's pitch black. This is black dark, whipped cream. This is this is pitch, this is like coffee grounds, but it's just, it just doesn't have the same impact as um, Red Fang. But it's a song I really really love. I continue to love it. It's by a, a band called Holy Sons, and they're from Portland. It's not a sweet song. Carrie's starting to squirm. The video has like maybe the video is all like sort of derelicts in motels it's 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 so it's such a good song and it's called the chapter must be closed see your old clothes on some junkies back watch your furniture get up and disappear have pity on those who gotta suffer from their own hands And watch what they have get up and disappear A chapter must be closed A chapter must be closed It can't go on and on and on and on and on and on You gotta shut it down Starting up again You can't go on and on and on and on and on and on Can't go on and on and on and on 
You gotta shut it down Just start it up again Can't go on and on and on and on and on and on Would you do an ID for us, Fred? You're listening to NPR. Yes, that's about the right mood. That was uh, Holy Sons. Uh, it's 2 a.m. I know you're driving out there, driving around the city. Hope you enjoyed that one. Give us a call. <laughs> Gary, you want to wake us up with something? Let's do something contemporary. Maybe not Portland. Just uh... Okay. I uh, An album I've, I've really been enjoying that just came out, I think, a week or two ago, is uh, the Islands album. Um which is Nick Thorburn. He was in Unicorns. He's in a band called Mr. Heavenly. But Islands is kind of his chameleon-like self. Sort of every Islands record is is different. Um, but this song is called This Is Not A Song. <laughs> which song? Yeah, what song? This song. Oh, wow. Crying for 
You know, I love you. <laughs> that was I, a setup for I, I, I love feel, you. I, I, yeah, I was feeling more. There is, uh, there are people who would just drive off the road at 2.30 in the morning if you played that. Yeah. The yeah. silent song? Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. I think he says his own name in the song, which is an interesting lyrical strategy. He says, Nick, if you've ever learned it never shows. Wow. And his name's Nick. I'm pretty sure. I haven't looked at the lyrics, but it's kind of weird. to. I always think it's a little bit odd to refer to yourself in third person anyway. I, I like it when bands do it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it's, there's a there's a kind of it's, there's a sadness. It makes the song even sadder. Yeah. What are you thinking when you said that? You like when bands do it? Oh, Ramones person? have done it. Just to see the Ramones. I just like oh. it's just something oh, sweet oh, about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's self mythologizing, which I think is always can be kind of exciting. It elevates the moment a little bit. Why don't you play some music from your iPhone? N- no, I, it's separate. It's a separate device. Phone is communication. iPod is music. Fred has a little OCD, by the way. Do you um, do you eat all of your peas and then move on to the potatoes? Yes, I. Compartmentalizer, classic. The way I treat food is I, it's not a it's not a meal for enjoyment. It's sustenance. <laughs> it's the proteins and the sides, and just get through it. Get through it. Get through it. What uh, would happen if if the proteins accidentally touched or it, just, it doesn't starch? Got on it. it slow, you know what the problem is? It slows everything down. I do like mixes of things. If there's like a Cuban dish, which is like black, black, black beans and rice and chicken together. You don't take that, out all the rice. and. No, no, that's something. But I, it needs to be, I like it presented to me that but way. But also you like an omelet. Yes, omelet, everything makes Oh, sense. so you like if something is purposely mixed yes. or blended, then that's fine. Oh. I'll go for that. Like okay. a pad thai. Is so like you're, not, you're not ill. I mean, this is, this is treatable. No. no it's I'm, treatable I'm, with an omelet. I, and I always opt for an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> Every morning for the last and seven. dinner. I'll have some dinners that are omelets. <laughs> the last 46 years you've had an omelet. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. I've, yeah. Had a, I've seen you eat a lot of omelets. I love omelets. Next time he has an omelet, just send me a note. Yeah, I'll send you a picture of it. Okay. Omelets are all good news. But see, you know what? All good news. Here, I'm just going to point out something that's a little bit odd. Okay, I, I just said, I'll send you a picture of it using my phone. And then I thought, you don't separate that. You don't say, well, I have a camera. No. Mm. So, but just music is. I don't like. I don't like partial albums. I don't like one or two songs. I like. A, I like everything. Can I look at your? Uh, I don't. And bring oh. it with me. Oh my god! And when Bob said, "Can I look at your?" He was going to say, "iPod." iPod yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> the other one elicited, "I love you." Yes. Um, yeah. I just because I like whole albums on it, and yeah. so then right. I have an iPod Classic. I don't do like. So you have the hundred twenty. Yeah, I have the, everything's gigabyte. Everything is on there. All right. So why don't we do this since? You don't have your pod with you. We've done a lot of good music. Why don't you two just pick something that we can go out on okay. that you would agree on? All right. So recently, in the last couple of months, Fred and I were sitting in my living room listening to records, which is something we do enjoy doing together. And we were You're listening talking about the big round things. The big round things, things. An actual LP. Yeah. Uh, and we were listening to Ike and Tina Turner and their album Come Together, which is a great album. And we were, oh, we were trying to guess what, when it came out. Yeah. I think you were right. We were like, this is 72 or 73. And this is a great album. I don't, it's actually not too easy to find. And I don't even think that iTunes has a version of and it. And this was, a, they did cover songs, and one of them was The Beatles Come Together. Yes, but many of the songs, which was very common. It doesn't sorry. sound really good. No, 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 but we're oh, not going to play the song Come Together. Good. We're not playing okay. the song right. Come Together, but it's from we the album. We could hold hands doing it. But we could, yeah. but it, it's from that album. And this song is called It Ain't Right. 
loving to be loving. But we were uh, the other thing about it is we were kind of unfamiliar with their discography, so we're like, how many records did they have out? They had so many albums. They they have you know sometimes, or I just I'm not I wasn't familiar with how much content they had. They were pretty prolific. Groups put out you know it wouldn't be unusual to put out three albums in a year. Yeah, it three seem- albums in a year. Yeah, no, it seemed like they were putting out. Like on average, two albums a year. People these days are slack. Yeah, they are. No They're kidding. Spoiled. An album every two years or three—that's just crazy. That's why we got it. Well, there's you know some artists are doing kind of the mixtape, like the hip hop artists, like they put out a mixtape, right? Then that they put out an sense. album, and it makes more sense. And you you know you do bands and and TV shows and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, come on, people. Yeah. Come on, go. Come on. Gary and Fred can do it. Everyone can. Thanks for doing this. We love it, you. <laughs> I, I do love you guys, all three of you. We miss you a lot, and and you, if she comes back on the show at any point, you, you're welcome to just stand behind her and talk into the same mic. Oh, I'll take anytime. that opportunity. Excellent. You love to stand behind me and talk oh, into the same yeah. mic. Yes, I do. That's kind of our thing. <laughs> That's how we got to where we are. Fred and Carrie, thanks so much. Let's go out on Ike and Tina Turner. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered.
Thanks for listening to this podcast. Discover the rest of the NPR portfolio at npr.org slash podcasts. That's npr.org slash podcasts.